Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's show. I'm your host, Zach Drew. And I'm Andrew Bellers. Listen, I hope you've had a uh, wonderful day, and, and, and I really hope that you've been spending time with Jesus every single day in His Word. There is no substitute for time in His Word, spending time with Jesus on a daily basis. It's like fresh manna every morning in the wilderness, right? You cannot uh, rely on what the Lord gave you yesterday to sustain you today. It is a daily thing. We've got to get into His presence every single day. And I'll tell you right now that you'll never regret spending time in God's presence. That's right. You're never going to, I mean, my gosh, if you sat down and read your Bible for six hours or something like that, you're never going to think a few days later, man, I sure do regret that, right? I mean, you're never going to regret spending time with God. So just keep that in mind. Um, there, there is no substitute for it. <clears throat> Let's just jump right into it, okay? Um, okay. We're gonna talk about COVID again this week. Um, uh, and, I, and I maintain what I've maintained from the beginning that COVID is not worth snuffing out our freedoms. It has been hijacked, it has been manipulated, um, <clears throat> it's been devastating to our country. It is, it, you know, the globalists are, are just having a heyday with this. All at the same time, COVID is real, and it really does affect uh, people primarily over 60 with different health issues. That, and we're not saying it is not real. That's right. It just doesn't deserve the damage that America has had to incur from it, okay? Because the fact is you will likely get COVID at some point in time, all right? And there are certain preventative things that you can do to lessen the blow. We talked about this on last week's show. Yeah. And I'm gonna just take a minute or two just to quickly go through it because it is so important. We are not doctors, we are not medical professionals. Anything that I'm about ready to say, you need to first check with your primary care physician. This comes from the doctors that I trust from America's frontline doctors and the information they have given. And I've seen it firsthand uh, work for so many people that are at high risk. For preventative, before you have COVID, before, 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 okay? Preventative, if you are high risk, you need to be taking, according to the doctors, 25 milligrams of zinc every day, 4,000 to 10,000 IUs, IUs daily of vitamin D, mm -hmm. three. Vitamin C, uh, at least 1,000 milligrams, uh, even twice that or three times that, depending on your situation. Corsetin, 500 milligrams daily. Hydroxychloroquine, 200 milligrams, one time a day for five days, and one time per week. And if you have uh, the uh, ivermectin available to you, um, and you need to check on this because the numbers do vary. It's, it, they're saying now you can actually get a little bit more, but right now I'm just gonna stick with what they said initially to be on the safe side is 0 0.02 milligrams on day one and three, then dose every two weeks. I have every single one of those things I just mentioned, except for ivermectin, and I believe that I'll have it soon. Um, and I've been taking those things regularly for months now, and you need to as well if your doctor approves it. Now, early treatment, if you have started to get symptoms of COVID and you believe that you have it, zinc, 
50 milligrams. Corsetin, 500 milligrams, twice daily. Hydroxychloroquine, 200 milligrams, two times a day for seven days. Um, vitamin D3, still 4,000 to 10,000, I use daily. Vitamin C, same. Uh, and you need to have budesonide, and you need to take it via a nebulizer. A Z-Pack is great, prescription blood thinners, ivermectin, uh, six milligrams, uh, twice a day for one day. And like I said on last week's show, if you want things like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and other COVID-19 related medications, but cannot get them from your doctor, just go to americasfrontlinedoctors.org. Click the COVID-19 medication and apply for a doctor consultation via telephone. And I believe it's 90 bucks on their site. And one more point that I made last week that I wanna make sure uh, you just remember, and it, can, it deserves an entire show within itself, but remdesivir. Remdesivir, I believe, is causing more damage than good. It is damaging organs, mostly kidneys. Kidneys take fluid out of your body, right? So if your kidneys are not working, what's happening? Your body is, is retaining fluid. The fluid will go into your lungs, causing pneumonia, right? And I need to make this uh, very clear to wrap up this recap of last week. If you start to feel it going into your lungs, get to the hospital, get to the hospital. They will provide you uh, with uh, the right steroids, the right oxygen. And I, everybody in their home needs to go to Walmart, buy one from Amazon. Uh, I believe it's called an oximeter. You just put it on your finger, it measures your oxygen levels. And once you start seeing to, you know, get down to 92, you know, you know, you might be dealing with something like asthma or, or whatnot, but once it gets down, you need to be monitoring it because once it for sure hits 90, you know that it has gone into your lungs and your lungs are starting to struggle and you need to get to the hospital. So I said all of that on, on last week's show and I had many people thank us for going into it because they, they really enjoy, uh, you know, seeing what the government's doing, not enjoy, but they, they enjoy being informed on seeing right. how the government is snuffing out our, our freedoms and where this is likely going. But we have not done many shows on what to do when COVID enters your home because I thought every, every one of my audience knew what to have. Mm-hmm. Because they're your patriots, your Jesus lovers, your you know your your preppers, yeah. but those around me are those same things. COVID entered their home and they weren't prepared. So I thought, well, I better do a show for my audience because if my friends around me, like-minded, weren't prepared, maybe you're not either, right? Right. So people were thanking us and and really appreciated the content. But then on, on different platforms, I have people saying, "Hey, great information. We applaud you." Uh, but you didn't talk about taking the vaccine. Like, you know, do all these things. We agree with you, Zach. Take these these particular vitamins, these, these supplements, you know. We like what you're saying, but hey, you know, also take the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Or, or I, 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 why didn't you talk about the vaccine? Uh, let me tell you why I didn't talk about the vaccine. Because the vaccine is obsolete, it's unsafe, and it is unfit for human use. That's right. That's why yeah. I didn't talk about it. <laughs> and we're gonna be playing a clip today from a, a very, very credible source. Um, and we're gonna be giving you a, a, a bio. You guys, I think, are gonna be blown away just by this guy's credentials. Exactly. Um, and he's gonna be laying out exactly why you should be hesitant about taking the vaccine. What's this doctor's name? Dr. Peter McCulloch. Dr. Peter, Peter McCulloch. Okay, so I sought counsel because this is, this is our show. 
So if you talk, if I talk, if we have a guy we're interviewing talk, that's great. Right. I don't just want to play clips my whole show. Right. Right. <laughs> and, but I am today. <laughs> um, I uh, sought counsel and I'm like, I don't want to play 12 minutes of clips on the show. And, and you know, and this person I trust was like, I think you need to, you, you got to. So today's going to be a little bit different of a show uh, because I don't want to say this content because I want the expert to say this content. I wish I could interview him, but because I can't this week, I am going to be playing some absolutely incredible clips, clear, concise information on the vaccine. This is Dr. Peter uh, McCulloch. He has a bachelor's degree from Baylor University and a medical de degree. He is a doctor, a medical degree as an Alpha Omega Alpha graduate from the University of Texas Southwestern Medical School. He completed his internal medicine residency at the University of Washington and also a cardiology fellowship, including service as chief fellow at William uh, Beaumont Hospital. And he has a master's degree in addition to his doctorate uh, in public health at the University of Michigan. He is a practicing internist, a cardiologist, epidem epidemiologist uh, in Dallas, Texas, and the chief medical advisor of the Truth For Health Foundation. And you know, we just don't have time to say his full bio, so let me just continue with a little bit more. Uh, he also leads a research team in downtown Dallas. He published the first treatment guidance for COVID-19, which is the most utilized COVID-19 publication in the world for outpatient treatment, okay? He has also testified in the Senate and is a, a regular contributor to Fox News. I'm sure you've seen him. Uh, he's the most published doctor in his field, including 600 peer-reviewed publications in the National Library of Medicine. 45 of his publications are specifically for COVID-19. Yeah. He's going to be talking about several very important things in this next clip. But one of them is stating why the vaccine is obsolete, why it's unsafe, and why it's unfit for human use. Very important, it is a seven minute clip, okay? So just, it's very, very important though. Go ahead and play that clip. Uh, first off, uh, we should probably just tackle five really important points. When this first hit, no one knew what this virus was about, including myself, but, but we do have a year and three months later, we have a framework of understanding. The first important point, the virus spreads from sick person to a well person, period. The virus does not spread from asymptomatic person to asymptomatic. It took months to get these data, paper by Cow out of China, one by Madewell, published in the best journals. It does not spread asymptomatically. If anybody in this room has the virus right now, but they have no symptoms, they can't spread it to us. In fact, they're forming their own immunity. It's asymptomatic spread must be less than 1% of all spread. Okay, because of that, that means that asymptomatic testing, routine testing that people have been subject to was completely useless. Right. In the United States, we've had 35 million cases of COVID. We've actually burned 400 million COVID tests right now. Even the World Health Organization says June 25th, now they're late, June 25th, they said stop the asymptomatic testing. All this nasal and oral testing was never approved for routine screening. It was never approved for people to get on airplanes or anything else. That was just an overreach. So that's point number one is no asymptomatic spread. Point number two, asymptomatic testing is a complete waste of time. It's not FDA approved. It's not even advised by the World Health Organization, okay? Third point, very important. 
Natural immunity, once somebody's had the virus, is robust, complete, and durable. You can't get it twice. The fourth point is the virus is treatable. That was our work. So we know now that we have uh, an approach. People over 50 who have additional medical problems have a greater than 1% chance of being hospitalized or dying. That's enough to treat. And we have treatment protocols that involve some FDA-approved emergency use authorized antibodies. I can make a phone call. Patients can go right down here to Baylor and get an antibody infusion free of charge. It's wonderful. Oh, wow. America government, we've bought 500 million doses of these monoclonal antibodies, but there's no word of them. You don't see them on TV. There's no way to 1-800 numbers. When people get their COVID test result, they're not told how to access these. The, your businesses and your listeners and your and your viewers should know demand an antibody infusion call your hospital and say listen you know my grandmother's sick with COVID-19 I want an antibody infusion now's the time to get activated because your government agencies are not helping you on early treatment we're busting the myth that COVID is not treatable I'm here to tell you it is treatable uh, the key publications I'm the first author American Journal of Medicine of 2020 reviews and cardiovascular medicine in 2020 these are the most cited and utilized and relied upon papers in all of COVID-19 in the world okay for early treatment patients over age 50 with multiple medical problems that's the only group that really needs treatment now a younger person who presents with severe symptoms or a younger person with some problem like cystic fibrosis, sure, they could require treatment. But in general, it's 25% of adults. Uh, seniors ought to demand these monoclonal antibody infusions. President Trump got it. After that, the drugs that work are used in combination and in sequence, and they're based on a, a signal of benefit and acceptable safety. It's so early in the uh, disease process, we don't have proven efficacy and safety. We don't. It's a, a, a signal of benefit, acceptable safety. So what can be used? Hydroxychloroquine, supported by 200 studies. Hydroxychloroquine, you know, countries like us appropriately stockpiled it for a reason. Hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, 60 supportive studies. We combine it with doxycycline or azithromycin. Everybody can use an inhaler, budesonide inhaler. Richard Bartlett was the first to discover this in Texas proven in the UK in the STOIC trial. We can use, on day five or pulmonary symptoms, oral prednisone, many, much like how an asthmatic would use, or someone mm. with an allergic condition. We use a gout medication for 30 days in higher-risk patients called colchicine, one pill a day, proven in a large randomized trial from Montreal Heart Institute called Co-Corona trial, 4,000 patients. We use um, aspirin, 325 milligrams a day because this virus is unique. It causes blood clotting. It's the only viral infection we've ever seen that causes blood clotting, and that's what actually kills patients, is blood clotting. So we use aspirin as a blood thinner, but it's a full adult dose. Higher risk patients, we actually use Lovenox injections, just like someone would get for the treatment of a blood clot. That's what's called sequence multidrug therapy. It's all done at home. It's supported by the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, aapsonline.org. Download the home treatment guide, be ready. It's also supported by another group in the United States called the Frontline Critical Care Consortium. They have a little different sets of protocols, but the principles are the same. Now these are well in advance of the CDC, the NIH, or the FDA, or the Infectious Disease Society of America that have yet to publish any outpatient treatment guidelines. So the point number four is it's treatable. It takes about four to six drugs. Uh, adults who, with uh, mild cases, about five days. Uh, average person our age, about uh, 10 days. Seniors, it could be about 30 days. It's a longer illness. Point number five, 
has to do with this contentious issue of the vaccine. And I've rendered my opinion on this multiple times. The vaccines are brand new. They are, a, in the United States, we have Pfizer, Moderna, J&J. They are a brand new technology. They are nothing like a flu shot. Nothing like a flu shot. Right. They actually transfer genetic material inside our cells and they cause our cells to make part of the original virus, the spike protein on the virus. So there's the ball, the nucleocapsid, and the little spines, the spikes. The vaccines kind of trick our body into making the spike protein, and then we have formed an immune reaction to it. The short discussion on the vaccines is that while half of Americans have taken them, for some individuals, the vaccines have not worked out too well yeah. in terms of being sufficiently safe for human use. Now, obviously, you know, many tens of millions of Americans took it. They had a sore arm. They got through it just fine. People in my family took it. It's not a, a big deal if there's no complications, but for those who are getting complications, and we're currently at, as of today, the CDC has told us, we're at 12,000 Americans that have died after the vaccine. 86% of the time, independent reviewers have determined the vaccine caused the death and that 50% of the deaths occur within 48 hours, 80% of the deaths occur within a week, and it's a modern-day tragedy. We've never had any medical product ever in the history of mankind result in 12,000 American deaths. We have 400,000 certified vaccine injuries right now due to the vaccine. So the biggest thing that I took away from that clip is he said 400,000 vaccine injuries and 12,000, now it's over that, because this was this clip was from the beginning of this month, but over 12,000 deaths directly related to the vaccine. He's saying it's not safe. It's not nearly as safe as they're, as they're saying. Mm -hmm. um, 12, and, There's and, never been a vaccine like it. Exactly. Nothing, no vaccine has ever done what this vaccine has already done. No vaccine has killed as many people as this vaccine has in, in American history. And once again, we're not, I'm not, I know you're not, no. I'm not anti-vax. <laughs> I'm anti-bad vax. Right. Anti-bad yeah. vaccines. And there's no, there is no substitute for years and years of research. And we don't have that with this vaccine. Um, but it's not safe. So, but, but if it's not safe, why are we pushing it on our children? I, I'm sure you've seen this. There is a massive push right now to get your children vaccinated. Just this past week, Pfizer said its COVID vaccine is safe and generates robust immune response for kids ages five to 11. We're wow. talking about an age group. I, I've said this on the show before. It is 32 times more likely for a child to be struck by lightning than to die from COVID. We're talking about an age group that is incredibly, it is the most safe. More kids die from the flu than they die from COVID. And Cuba? What and was the Cuba, headline? Th this week said Cuba becomes first, the first country to mass vaccinate children as young as two years old. Unbelievable. So not only is the vaccine itself dangerous, but it could actually be causing this resurgence of COVID that we're seeing with the, with, with the Delta variant. Yeah. Um, here's Dr. Peter McCulloch talking about that. The second update on the vaccines is that while half of Americans t take them and have taken them, and we want every, we wish every single person well, we have deeply concerning reports now out of the United Kingdom and out of Israel that the vaccines are failing. And what I mean by that is the virus has mutated and the current version is called Delta. That's our most recent version in the United States. It's now the predominant version. 
and the mutations are occurring because we're vaccinating. And there is a paper from the Mayo Clinic in Boston by Neeson and colleagues that have shown when we get to 25% of the population vaccinated, the virus starts to mutate. It's actually gonna to try to escape the effect of the vaccine. So now the Delta variant has escaped the effect of for sure the Pfizer vaccine, because we know in Israel now, 80% of people have had COVID in Israel right now have been fully vaccinated with Pfizer. So Dr. Ricola, I've had COVID about four months ago. And from everything that I'm hearing, I probably should wait and see what happens with regard to the shots and where they're going to lead because it doesn't sound like, A, number one, I'm not going to get it again. And number two, we're in this sort of no man's land. Well, I, as I've mentioned, when the case is well-defined, you've had it, you had the characteristics, signs and symptoms, you had a positive PCR or antigen test, and the case is well-defined, there has actually never been reported so far in the world a second case. In fact, the FDA, CDC, Moderna, and J&J &J excluded people like you and me from the clinical trials. They knew we couldn't get COVID-19. I thought we were the clinical trials. No, the cl registration of clinical trials had exclusion criteria. There's very important. COVID recovered, suspected COVID recovered, pregnant women, women of childbearing potential, even people with positive antibodies. They were excluded because the FDA knew we couldn't benefit and we would only be harmed by the vaccine. In fact, they were right. COVID recovered patients in three studies, Methudius, Ra, and, um, and uh, uh, Kammer have shown us that COVID recovered patients, when they take the vaccine, which they don't need, they actually have higher side effects, including ending up with something serious in the hospital. So not only is the vaccine dangerous, but it's not effective either. It doesn't do what they say it does. Here's a headline from this week. Israel sees highest ever COVID cases despite more than 80% of the population being vaccinated. So, I mean, that one statement, listen, just let that resonate in your brain. Over 80% of all Israel has been vaccinated, but yet they're seeing the highest ever COVID cases despite it. And that's including, think of last winter. Think of the huge wave last winter. That was the spike of the vaccine. What they're experiencing now tops that. And 80%, like you said, is vaccinated. Here's another headline, DeSantis office, over half of those seeking life-saving COVID-19 treatment in South Florida have been fully vaccinated. Because the, the Biden administration is trying to say, well, you know, the reason why you're having such a such an influx of cases right now is because you have a low vaccine, you know, a low amount of people who are, who are vaccinated. That's not true. And half of those who are vaccinated are are getting just as sick of those who are not. Wow. Unbelievable. <clears throat> now, so the focus um, on masking and vaccinations instead of treatment has cost us hundreds of thousands of lives. Um, and we all know that masks don't work, right? I mean, it was actually, what was the, what, what were you telling me about the mask this week? And I heard it before, but. Oh, um, even, the, even the best mask that you can wear, um, you think of N95, the, at best, they're gonna, they're gonna prevent particles that are three microns in size. The COVID vaccine, or the COVID virus, is one micron in size. So they pass straight through the, the masks. So the masks have a, are three wide, the virus is one wide. Yeah. Right, so it can get it through that pretty easily. Yeah. And I, say, I said, we sh you know, we should have created like a video. I'm a big guy, right? And I should have just said like a, like, you know, something just, 
that says virus here, you know, and people sitting in their home and they're sitting right behind a doorway that's three times the width of me. That's a big doorway, right? And then they're sitting, oh, no, no, he can't get in here. There's no way he can get in this house. Just walk up the stairs, walk up on the porch. Nope, nope, we're protected. This doorway will protect us. And, you know, I just walk right in. <laughs> because the doorway is three times uh, the width of myself, right. right? I mean, it's just, it's, 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 it's comical. So like I said, the, the focus on masking and vaccinations instead of treatment has, ha, has cost thousands and thousands of lives. And we all know that masks don't work, but what kind of damage are they causing? Yeah. Here's the doctor on that. Okay, so let's just go through masks. Uh, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, uh, our public health response for months was absolutely s focused, unnecessarily so, on masking. And I think if we would have taken the focus off masks and actually focused on treatment, treating sick people, we would have saved hundreds of thousands of lives. And I think masks and, and having masks morning, noon, and night on TV commentary, our federal officials, which they probably had innumerable press briefings on the mask. Can you imagine we haven't had a single press briefing on vaccine safety? and we're asking people to take these vaccines, but yet we've had a million press briefings on the mask. Well, here's a couple points. The virus is about one micron in size. The mask filters out three microns, even the really good ones. So the virus moves in and out of the mask very easily. That's number one. There've been 12 randomized trials. That's our gold standard, including most recently the Dan mask trial showing public masking has no benefit. In Dallas, We've had a natural experiment. We had our Dallas Independent School District shut down. Parochial schools didn't. We never had any school outbreaks. There's never been any school outbreaks across the United States. There's never been a credible case of a student giving the virus to a teacher. It's never happened. Pulling the kids out of school and making the kids wear masks retrospectively was a complete and total waste of time. Public masking under no circumstances at this point in time should move forward. Parents should know their rights. Uh, there are child psychologists, not my area, but are telling me they're worried that the kids are not going to develop correctly because they can't read each other's faces. They can't understand uh, a perceptive That's human emotion. Suspect. That's our suspicion. Um, yeah. There are data suggest that actually the, the, the bacterial and fungal pathogens that are nasopharyngeal tract are actually trapped in the masks, that it's not a good hygiene. And we've seen things carried to the extreme. You know, people running track races, wearing a mask and keeling over, people swimming with masks on, people wearing masks, driving alone in the car. The masks have basically become to symbolize our fear and I think we just need to, to put it down. And that is once again why we, we discussed all last week about preventative uh, care, at-home care, yeah. and even early treatment care at home. This is why we don't trust the vaccine. And I'll just end quickly with this, this headline. Uh, India state of 241 million people declared COVID free after government promotes Ivor. Mecton. Yeah. Unbelievable. Listen, we are totally out of time for today. Once again, we want to inform you of what's happening in the world. We want to give you uh, our thoughts. We spend all week digging into this stuff. But once again, the most important thing, it is important for you to be aware of the times. Jesus you know, told those in his day, you can interpret the weather, but not the signs of the times, right? We are called to interpret the signs of the times. That is important. Jesus said it was. Yeah. But even more important than that is that Jesus Christ is the Lord and master of your life. 
that is the most important thing that you could possibly do in this life is to make him your Lord and master. If you haven't done that, do it today. Now, listen, we are totally out of time for today's broadcast. Um, I haven't spent the last several weeks talking about helping us out. Listen, once again, if you want to support us, just do so. Go to our website, www.zachdrewshow.com. How to spell it, Zach Drew Show, right there. But without the the, it's zachdrewshow.com. Right. Click the bright orange donate button and uh, support us. Even consider supporting us on a monthly basis. That is how we can continue moving forward with what we do. We'll see you next week. Thank you.